Yes, hello, welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. We have the full complement today: Ben Dixon, Brennan Goddard, Wayne Carey. Lots to talk about in in the AFL world, of course. Brisbane Lions are they the sexiest team in footy? Uh, Collingwood, the crisis. What is happening there? And Jack Silvani, is he going to be a good AFL player? Lots to talk about. But we have to start with Brisbane boys: uh, Wayne Carey, Ben Dixon, Brennan Goddard. Are they the sexiest team in football? Can they genuinely mount a top four charge? Because they sit there at the moment to go. What do you define sexy? Well, I think they've got a, um, an exciting brand. And we're, we're caught up in the story. There's been fairy tales past few years, haven't there? Been Richmond, been the Bulldogs. Why can't Brisbane be this next fairy tale? Are they good enough or not? I think they are. I've uh, been pretty strong on how... I mean, bullish work. Both of us Both been strong on them from the start. Yeah, because round one and before the season started, I was bullish because last year they put together a really good framework on what was the pyramid of premierships. And what I say by that is, can you score 100 and keep your opposition to 80? Like, that, 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 that used to be the model. It's changed a little bit now, but they were working towards that for a couple of years. Chris Fagan's been pretty open about... He's the investing, uh, he does all the relationship stuff and he's got a really good team around him. So put all that aside, the way they play football, very, very good team. Very offensive team, but a very good defensive um, outfit as well. Collectively, and we know Luke Hodges down there and we can, we can go well, a bit. Let, they're not playing any different to anyone else. They're just slightly better than No, but this is my point. So they're playing their style, which is great. So offensively, they're playing to their strengths. You've got a forward line, which is very potent. And then defensively, holding their own because their pressure's good. And obviously when they uh, retreat out of the forward line. Bottom line is... Good sides can take away what the opposition can do well, and they've done that time and time again this year. So for mine, I think they can win the flag. And you say that because why can't they? Tell me why they can't win the flag. They beat West Coast round one, and it might be round one, and I might be going pretty hard here in the first segment, but they beat West Coast. They took away West Coast kicking game. They did that round one. Going in with a plan, they wanted to start the season well, they did that. They've got some big scalps along the way, but the one on the weekend, and I did it live, was the most impressive. So they battled them up in the contested game. They took away the Giants' fast game, and then they played fast and scored, and they did something different that they've never done before. They spotted up inside fifth. They didn't kick the grass and allowed the Camerons and the Lincoln McCarthys to mop it up. They were very smart and articulated the way they wanted to play against what we feel is a premiership contender. Yeah, look, uh, they're they're uh, a year before I thought they'd be where they are. Um, they're a good team. They're a good team. Uh, can they win the premiership? Absolutely. Mm. I think any team. I still think there's ten teams that can win the premiership. Uh, that's mm. how close the competition is. Um, they, if you look at their draw, they'll give themselves a very very good chance of finishing top four now. Mm. So um, uh, they've proved me wrong. I didn't think they. I, I thought if they played finals this year, they possibly would be just making up the numbers. They might be a team that's making up the numbers. I don't think that... I mean, the weekend proved that. If you can beat GWS there, mm. uh, they've been going along nicely. BJ, the decision to recruit Luke Hodge, I mean, if this is the case and Brisbane top, uh, finish top four and possibly win even one final, the decision to recruit Luke Hodge has got to go down in history as one of the best in the past two years. I mean, don't you think? I mean, he, he, he it was. we all sort of thought he was finished. But his impact in terms of his leadership and direction, he's not the best player. He might not even be in the best 10. How do you assess his impact there? Oh, well, I think it's evident. And I think probably himself as well in the club, he's, he's, they've probably got more out of him, out of him physically on, on the field in terms of performance because they openly said that their main reason for recruiting was leadership, culture. And um, and speaking to him at the end of last year, actually, he actually is feeling better than he thought he would. And he made the change of environment. He reckons the heat up in Brisbane helps his Oh, the heat. Knee. Golf game. He's playing golf three golf. nights a week. <laughs> yeah, well, that helps. So he, but... Uh, so he says physically he's actually surprised of how good he's feeling. So that obviously helps, but they've got more out of him and I think it's it's worked better than they ever envisaged. And in the media, we love to cast, uh, you know, the uh, crystal ball and predictions. look forward predictions and stuff. That's what we do, do let, 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 Let's just call they get to a grand final, right? Yep. What value does he add to that game, right? And he's well, going to add extreme... Uh, experience, right? Influence. And I'll give you influence. And I'll give you an example, and I'll, I'll I'll flick codes for one second. The NRL last year, Storm played Roosters. Cooper Cronk yeah. played with a broken scapula. Had no influence on that game, but all he did was bark and talk and organize. instruct and organise. 
that almost won them the game of football. So he wouldn't have to do a lot in a grand final to give them the composure down there to give them a shot at it. That's just to, if we want to look forward and just, yeah. you so know, on the, on fairy the back tale end of that, That's one of my concerns is there's obviously the why not factor and they are going well, but their lack of experience in mm. finals mm. and big finals. So that, that does count for something. So I'm a firm believer and always been in the apprenticeship you need to pay for in finals and your road to success and getting that apprenticeship. So that's one of the concerns. But right now as it stands, that they have to be in the conversation. But when you then look at West Coast, you know, Geelong and then even Collingwood when they, they'll get it together. But they've they've been there, they've done it, so there'll always be that question mark until mm. so that's why I can't I can't agree with you and say, Yeah, they, they can win it. But they they deserve to be in the conversation. I'm only saying they they can win it because they're giving themselves a retreat, and they're dangerous because they've got no fear, because they actually believe in what they're doing. The recruiting there has been extraordinary. Speak of Hodge, Charlie Cameron, Lockie Neal. I mean, the list management team at Brisbane has McCarthy. done uh, mm. McCarthy. He's I mean, unbelievable. Bloke. Yeah, they've done an extraordinary job, and then Hugh McCluggage looks like one of the uh, five or six best wingmen in the competition at the moment. We have to move on to the other side of the coin, and that's Collingwood. Nathan Buckley was happy go lucky a month or two ago. Uh, fair to say the Pies are in trouble. The forward line's not working around Mason Cox. And the ball movement, it's got slow and stagnant all of a sudden. I mean, what was it, 36 inside 50s at the, at the weekend, 37 the week before. How do you fix the Pies, boys? What, what's top of Nathan Buckley's whiteboard? I did their game uh, against North Melbourne when they got belted. And before the game, I highlighted that they had zero midfielders with more than one score assist per game. And zero midfielders with more than a goal a game. So what does that mean? That means their heavy reliance on those forwards kicking goals. Right. And the movement from the back line and obviously their squeeze and the way they transition the ball. Very confident in their ability to get it in and just forwards, you do you do your work. That's your craft. Whereas a lot of the good sides and up the top, the top three in the competition, their midfield goals are huge. Massive. Yep. Geelong's midfield goals through the roof. So you can't have a reliance on that forward line like they are. So I think it's a blessing in disguise this time of year. They're in a position where they can still finish top four, top two, but they can change the way. Dicko, they got they, West Coast, GWS, and Richmond are the next form. three. Absolutely. I'm with you. Perfect. It, why? Perfect lead lead into finals. Get Not if form. they lose all three. Well, yeah, of course. But I don't, see, up. I don't see that happening because they'll... F- They'll bear it on the weekend, but they they they'll. So is it? Is this it, could be a good stepping stone in to prepare them in. Is the chicken or the egg? Is yeah. it the midfield or is it Cox? Because they they need wet. No, they well, need Cox nah, to compete in the air against McGovern and Brass this weekend. Well, they get smashed in the air every time they what play you've West got, Coast. You're taking, I guess, credit away from the real position. The opposition now have known. Well, they know how to stop them. They're slowing them up. They're making them go down the line. The one thing with Collingwood last year is that when they did go to, down the line they had Mason Cox there and he didn't get outmarked on the weekend he got outmarked by Impey Sicily I mean these guys are half his size now not I'm, I'm not talking about you know I mean outmarked outbodied and outpositioned by smaller opponents his job is not marks kicks handballs for me his job is just not to be outmarked mm. and right now he's really out of form so he's under the footy not in the right position and not bringing the ball to ground. So do they give him another chance? Well, I don't think they've got any other option. They've just He's just got to be stronger in his resolve to do the things that he did really, really well last year. He hasn't reached anywhere near the heights that he did last year. Do you keep year. him in the team against West Coast or yes. you drop him? Well, no, you've got to keep him in. No, well, you keep him in. And my check will go to um, McGovern, 100%. He's better for the run after getting pants a couple of times. Well, what, Collingwood what, is West Coast. Is Collingwood is McGovern's bunny at the moment. But what they've lost is their pressure intensity around the contest. So really, yeah, they have. Yeah, and and, and you dig into that, and it is a mindset and a mentality, and a maybe they've just started prioritising on different areas, started to work on their ball movement or defence, team defence, and how it works. But when things are going poorly. There's generally a lot of things going wrong. So they, I think they just need to get back to what... They were, I think they were the number one pressure team in the competition last year, or yeah. the last two months of the season when it counted. So let's get back to that. And then midfielders will get on the end of turnovers and start kicking a few goals. I think the scores that... I'm just throwing it out there, but I think there would be a, a, a relationship between turnovers and midfielders kicking goals because you get the spread of goal kickers through turnovers, through front half turnovers because mm. guys are in different positions or involved in defence. So but they've got to start with their pressure intent around the stoppage. That 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 uh, contested ball post-stoppage numbers 
mm-hmm. are frightening for Collingwood, and that's that should where that's where they should be number one because of their midfield and what they offer and the balance they should have in there. But so it's, they underachieving that midfield. Yeah, and their, their pressure intensity is gone. They're it's, in trouble for me. But really? I don't yeah. think they're in trouble because I I think they'll find it again and they've got time to do it. But the numbers and just what I'm seeing too, doing a couple of the games the last few weeks, is concerning. No, um, they're well. I I think they're in trouble. I think. They go in as underdogs for the next three games. Yep. Mm. Um, that's not to say they obviously lose them. Uh, are they capable of beating those teams? Yes, but in the current current form, mm. you know, it's not just a it's not a light switch. And the difference between GWS and Geelong and the other teams, and even Adelaide to a degree, Adelaide got beaten, you know, by Geelong in Geelong. Who doesn't played well? They were disappointing on the weekend. But Collingwood, it's been a theme for a month now the way they've played. So for me, that's more concerning than a one-off loss like other teams have. Mm. So I, they, it's not just a case of going, bang, oh, we're back in Flick form. Switch. And especially over in Perth against West Coast, who yeah. I think are just building so, nice. But they, it's, they've known about it for a few weeks. So then yeah. they, last week they talked about the round circle discussions and the honest feedback. They were better on the weekend, but they're still a bit off. So they'll get better again against West Coast and they'll probably, I'm going to suggest they're going to just lose and then they're going to, and then they've, so it's, that's why I reckon it's already started this way. Yeah, okay. it's, it's isn't, not it, isn't it amazing, though, Nathan Buckley, who was, uh, you know, hugging hugging seals and... Zen um, master. You know, the Zen master is uh, <laughs> you know, lovey-dovey to everyone and uh, kiss and cuddles, you know, for the last <laughs> year and a half. Some anger's come out, as we know, the last couple of weeks. Press conferences, challenging the players, their hardness, everything else. On the weekend, after the loss, gone back to being positive again. Because, <laughs> because what worked is the whack publicly... Mm-hmm. And I assume behind closed doors as well for some with the honesty session didn't work. They didn't get the response they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I would, and I, 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 statistically, you might be right. Well, you probably are right in terms of where they went this week. But in terms of effort and being challenged and coming out with fire coming out of your nose because you've been challenged, I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any real, you know what, Bucks, I'm going to show you how tough we are and how hard we are at the footy. There was no evidence of that at all for me. It's, ha- it's, hard to, it's hard to stay at the top of the mountain for two seasons. And they had been up for a while, the Pies. In the second quarter... What do you we, mean? Well, they, were, they got to a grand final once. Before that, they didn't even play finals. Well, it's hard. It's hard to stay at the top, they, 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 isn't it? And they'd won nine out of ten in... In the second half of the season. I think, yeah. And then this start of this year, they yeah. won eight out of ten or something. And okay. I didn't think their it's form when they won that was all that good either. They were playing a good yeah. quarter here and a good it's quarter true. there. I'm excited to see what they do this week, though. Are you? Absolutely. I might even tip them. We're going to see it on Friday night. West Coast, $1.42 favourite versus uh, Collingwood, $2.80 on the bet easy market. After the break, we're going to talk about West Coast. Should they be the real premiership favourite? Is Nick Natanui the most influential player in the competition? Unbelievable. And only second game back. What to do with Jack Silvani and GWS? Pass or fail? And PJ... Duck when he wears a crisp white shirt. Have you seen Toy Story? Is that a bit of Buzz Lightyear, do you think, sometimes? Oh, it's a buzz as well. Hey? Just needs a helmet. <laughs> uh, no worries, Forky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, more gold coming up after this. It'll be the second quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by BetEasy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for the second quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by BetEasy. Geelong's been the Premiership favourite uh, all season, boys. But West Coast have come hard. Stormed in the Premiership market. They're now 380 for the flag behind the Cats, uh, 350. Duck, we, they didn't have Andrew Gaff. They didn't have Brad Shepard. They didn't have Nick Nat in the grand final. They won. They get those three players back. Got, you saw them at the weekend. Can I just say something? Go on. Journalism. Oh, here we go. Here we, but, but six, eight weeks ago, people at West Coast are done. They're not up for it. They've, And now, all of a sudden, they're... they're so reactive, and there's people in the industry who said, no, they'll be fine. They've, they have a bit of a lull. They're getting players back. Kennedy didn't play the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. He's finding form, fitness. And then it was West Coast. No, nah, they're not up for it again. It was fluke and whatever. Now they're premiership favourites. We should have got on them uh, when they were $10. And they're I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a betting man. Even though I love Betty's. But seriously, it's so, <laughs> yeah. so reactive. I think so reactive. And I know that's journalism, but it just like, annoys me. A bit like Collingwood. 
in the first, you know, eight, nine rounds, they were doing enough. They weren't winning a lot of quarters, to be honest, but mm. they were, you know, playing 20 minutes, 30 minutes of good footy to get those wins. And that said, but the difference is Collingwood's last month has been that. I, I think they are building nicely, and I've said it all along. I've Certainly, I haven't been one that wrote them off. Um, it's the way they've won. Uh, now we know what's we, impressed you. Well, well, they're they're starting to play consistent footy over a whole period of time. I mean, they they scrapped a win against the Hawks, you know, only a couple of weeks in ago in the wet at the G, um, and then and and I think you'll see the best of them against Collingwood on Friday night. They're just they're building nicely, and that's without uh, Kennedy was a, a late withdrawal as well. But they are, and and Nick Nat, you know, and I think Simo said after the game, he's. He's influenced for a ruckman. I've I got to be honest, um, and it was a bit like Cyril. And when everyone early days raved about Cyril, and I'm thinking, what are they all talking about Cyril? And it, so it's not what he does when he has. It's all those little things that add up to a lot. Yeah. And so I, and I'll say it again: the Cyril Rioli of ruckman. He he yep. just has a big he's, influence. He's got a better influence than Cyril. Bj, because of what's it like playing against him? He looks frightening on the football field. Oh, it's as. As a midfielder, like I've never experienced it when you know your ruckman, respect to all the ruckmen I've played with, that are going to win it 80% of the time, mm. or maybe more with Nick Nat, mm. depending who he plays against, and it's going to fall within an area. Like, how good's that? Like, and you know, then the and, 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 and <laughs> Fife's an unbelievable player, but Fife's had sandalins. Like, do you know what I mean? That The ability just to, oh, I know where it's going, I can hold out my opponent. He's going to hit it there. I'm going to be. That's going to give you the best chance. But then the other, your other mid over there, he knows where it's going, so he can follow up. Every like, there's predictability that's kind of unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's why he's better than Cyril. I'm saying is because of how he makes, because he's a ruckman, of course, but how he makes the midfield better and the confidence that he gives it. It it must be. But what about when he tackles that, you? Oh yeah, that too. But I that hurts. I jumped out of the way. But. So do I. I don't <laughs> If you ever sit in opposition analysis at an AFL club yep. when you come up against West Coast and Nick Nat Nui, it's, it's, it's not laughable, but it's very amusing. Why? Well, you're, you're, just look, it's just like, you're, you're looking at where you can shark his hit. You're not looking not at where... Not even shark. It's like, best case scenario, if they exit exactly. the ball that way. Give them that area. <laughs> if they exit that area, that's their best case scenario. If it's back and out, as long as it's not... <laughs> Forward facing on the is fly. That the, is that the current conversations about Nick Nat? Is that the, it's always been. It's, that, it's always been the conversation around it. Okay, you can't wh- stop him. You can't stop him. Yep. You can't. So you are gen- you are genuinely going. Where's our best chance to get this onion? Limit the damage. Yes, if he's facing this way, if he jumps this area of the ground, you know, you're ruckman. Can you just push him this way to at least give us a chance? Like you're so you look, you look at the trends of where they hit it. So you obviously get the breakdown and then you look at um, patterns of behaviour of where the opposition's set up. Um, and, you know, it's because someone that might be setting up over there will get it over there. So you try and pick up things yeah. and that. But it's literally like at a, the old defensive triangle against Nick Nat, mm-hmm. Sandilands, and Gorn to, you know, mainly the centre bounce ruckman is trying just force them one way and we'll try and we'll try and get some support support from that wingman so if they go ideally get it going backwards away from goal because then they have to it's harder to go so then get support from a winger and heart like so it's it, it it's one of the big, it's one of the biggest compliments in footy mm. because when you watch a game of footy and, and the opposition are trying to scout and do what they do when he comes off for a spell it's like okay let's shift into our game you know <laughs> so it's almost it's almost comedy. So you can see now, like, Shuey, the combination between Nick Nat and Shuey, yep. Shuey's game's gone to another level. Like, there's no coincidence. Yep. And so you look at the combination with all the mids and Nick yep. Nat in the team, it's... it's. What about young Cameron? Steps in his, what is he, third or, or fourth game now? Having a genuine impact. It's almost the Richmond set up in their forward half now because they got Will Evrioli and uh, Liam Ryan and now young um, Jared Cameron. I, I mean... He's he's made an, he's had an impact straight away, Dicko, and it's improved their forward fifty because he's got the speed. He's deadly around goals. I mean, they're, they're just jumping out of the floor in Perth. Can't buy speed, can you? No. Speed speed kills. Speed kills. <laughs> it does. And but why do you think on. that is? Why do you think uh, someone like him and the good team, someone can just step up, fill a void, and all of a sudden we're talking about yeah. him being? And a good when you've got Petrucci, but why, why is that? <laughs> hey, why is what? Why why can they do that? Why can they keep plucking players like this in Richmond and? Well, I, I think it's I think it's got to do with obviously Culture. having having 
Yeah, no, having good, <laughs> having good players around you and just coming in to play a role, knowing that you don't have to be the star. Whereas when you're at a lesser club, you've got to come in and have an immediate impact and do more. He just has to do those cameo things that he does, like Liam Ryan, like mm. Rioli. That's, they know that. They've got the two big marking forwards as well. Darling Kennedy didn't play on the weekend, but they've got a, they've got a great mix. In actual fact, their mix, Collingwood, when they had everyone up and going early, that mix was like unbelievable mm. when you put Elliot and Stevenson and yep. um, Goey, uh, um, Hoskin Elliot. Thomas. You know, yeah, so that, that mix was wow. How do we stop this? They can mark, they yeah. can get on the ground. They've got, I reckon West Coast have got the perfect mix. When Jack Rewalt comes back for Richmond, then they will have a similar mix in their forward half. Try, try kicking the footy when Usain Bolt's chasing you. Be difficult. Would be. What about Shervo coming from the other side? <laughs> but it, but it, my that, point, that's what it's like. There's speedsters in your forward My line. point is that Lunchbox. these young kids come in, but mm. they get rewarded for playing a certain role, and they and it's clear to them what they need to do. Yep. And then yeah, yeah, then the talent takes over. But that's what I was saluting to Duck. It is. It is a. It's a reflection of a great culture because it's like you know what you need to do if you do this you'll play every week we'll reward you mm-hmm. just do it and then all of a sudden we're talking about him or uh, a couple of years ago I was Constania or George and yep, Butler. Uh, Butler Rioli Rioli all these players playing role but it's it's clear and evident that the coach drive it the players drive it it's a reflection of a good culture and McGovern and Brass two of the best key defenders uh, in the competition controlling things from centre half back let's talk about Jack Silvani been a much maligned player at Carlton obviously his father's the list manager there and what, six or eight weeks ago, it was unclear whether he was should have attained a spot in their list. And, and over the past couple of weeks, he has really emerged, but not any particular position. He's doing a lot of things, Wayne Carey. Where do you see his future in the AFL? Because I, I find it hard to peg the position that Jack Silvani is best off well, playing. Well, right now, his future is doing what he's doing. He's, he gets given a job, it's clear. Where? Um, well, it's he's uh, having run-with roles. Um, he's, he can go back. He can play a defensive uh, on a def- on a on a forward. Um, he he went forward, kicked three goals. So who do you a, like? A variety to? of different roles. Yeah. I I reckon he's similar to a main at at Collingwood, who sort of sits on the wing but does does jobs when yeah. Bucks needs mm. a job done. And I think the, the the biggest thing that I've seen with Jack in you know since he's been back in the senior team this year is he's looked more desperate. And I know it's very easy to say, but he's just looked more hungry mm. and for the footy. And when the man's got the footy, the pressure that he puts on means second, third, fourth efforts. And, you know, he's he looks like he's hungry now, really hungry to make himself into a really good AFL player. So it's most, and as we know, sport, not just AFL, it's, it's all up here. And I think he's made the decision that he wants to be a good player. That's good for his development. Mm-hmm. That's smart by David Teague. Like... Oh, I'd love him to do that with a few more players, to be honest. Like, throw him around. Throw him around. Like, get Jacob Wiedering to spend more time forward. Did it as a junior and dominator. Give, like, the, I think that's smart coaching from David Teague. And who knows where his best position is. Well, he's got a licence to do that, Teague. So yeah. he, he can get away with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, Kennedy <laughs> forward is it half forward role. Six mm. shots on goal from eight touches. There but you go. New lease on life. It's funny how, you know, you look at uh, guys like Jack at Carlton and there's three or four at North Melbourne that all of a sudden they're getting opportunities and feel like, oh, you know, you go, wow, why wasn't he being played before? Mm, yeah. Look at Simpkin and these guys. Like, th- this is what, you know, stand-in coaches can do. Yeah. Mate, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Trent Crowe got food poisoning when we were in Brisbane and I had to play on Jonathan Brown because we had no one. Mm, how'd you go? <laughs> That's a true story. So yeah, I how'd said, you go? No, Shrobby goes, you got to play on Jonathan Brown. I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. He goes, you'll be sweet. Just when he gets up the wing, just let him go. But when he comes back, just hit him and stop. And uh, I took 12 marks. Did you? He took 16. I <laughs> <laughs> no, did. True story. And he laughs about it. Yeah. When I lined up on him, big elbow on the chest. and uh, Laughter, yeah? Yeah. Like, Best going, decoy what are you doing here? What are you doing down here? I yeah. said, and then when he was marking up the wing, I said, off you go. <laughs> but did my job. Yep. I didn't, I didn't last at centre-half back. Duck, what, just give us a quick refresher. What did you used to say to your opponents if you sort of weren't that familiar with who they are or they were a bit younger? I've or? been given a bath by having that attitude too. Oh, did, you, did you give the old, what's your name, who are you? No, well, I was the original uh, person <laughs> that did that, but then others copied. Um, no, I, I asked the runner to get the record because I wanted to know who the kid was. Like Michael Voss's one. He stopped the game. He actually stopped the game of football. What did he say? 
He said, "Ump, ump, stop, stop!" And they said, "What?" He goes, "There's an Oz kicker still out here. It was a first year player, <laughs> Sh- uh, Shannon Burns. Shannon Burns. The umpire actually stopped. He goes, "What's he? What's wrong? What's wrong?" Everyone's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I have stood on the boundary before and looked up into the coach's box, the opposite opposition, and gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's gold. I think in the curly questions, BJ, I'd like to know what the best sledge you've heard on the football field is. We'll get to that later in the show. I want to talk about Mad Jack Dorsey, the best story in football. Is the game dull? Is it overcoached and dull, low scoring? And GWS, is it a waste of talent up there in uh, Western Sydney? This is the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. Bet Easy, same game multi is available across every AFL match on the Bet Easy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. Bet easy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for the Premiership Quarter on Don't Argue, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy Duck. I see the steam coming from your ears, mate. I know you just get wound up about things. Who are you going to clean up today? It's a little bit of a soft one today, but uh, I'm going to have a crack at Goal umpires, yes. Goal. Low-hanging fruit, I know. <laughs> but I just want to point out one goal umpire that I'm not going to. David Roden. Now, we know the ex-AFL player. Yeah. You watch David. He never calls for the score review, Dicko. No. He stands there. He backs himself. The other week down at Geelong, when the one went past, he was in perfect position. No, I'm all good. Bang. Goal. Don't worry about it. Then they Confidence. got the edge technology in, and he was proven to be correct, uh, Brendan. So, for the goal umpires... Back yourself, Dicko. There was one yesterday what happened? where a player had the ball and he slid <laughs> over the line. Four metres, duck. With the ball. He went why, over the ball. Why did you need to call for the score review? Back yourself yep. in. Gonna, you, never, you never had this technology a couple of years ago and you were backing yourself in and you didn't get a lot wrong. Yep. So continue to do that. Stop calling for them when you don't need them. I reckon it was a ploy. To just build up state of origin for Wednesday night because <laughs> I called it on the commentary. Did he ground it? Is it a try? Yes. It was the most laughable score of you. Yes. The backman grabbed it. There was not a play within 15 metres of him. Yeah. And he slides four metres over the line and rolls over the line. And he goes, I want to score for you. And all the players went, what for? <laughs> it's normally a point. But the, fir- oh. the first umpire to do that and get it wrong is going to get whacked. What's he getting wrong? I oh, know, he's in back yourself in. Oh, I'm a bit sure. No, I'll back myself in. And then all of a sudden, we all see on the review, and he should have reviewed it and didn't. If it's there, you've got to back yourself. Just, just use it. The only thing, if you're unsure, if just how insurance, you be, you've got to use it. How can you be unsure when the guy's oh, that, held the footy and gone over the line? <laughs> he scored the try. Are you still a bit sensitive about Colin Pires, BJ? Hawkins, 2009. Hit, oh. the, hit the post. You sort of, they come to you in your nightmares, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, that didn't get talked about. Did Probably as much as... Yeah, it's like... I mean, during cr- the game... There's, there's a crank in his back. No, no, <laughs> dur- but during the game, I we had no idea. Because I don't think anyone can test it. Uh, well, Joey thought it... It was... Uh Edged it to Gully. It was that clear. Yeah. So I was no. I don't. I don't think I was in the vicinity. So I. I can't remember it being like. No, that was touched and all this. But it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't see it a couple of days later. So. Let's yeah. Jeez, imagine if we had it back then. It would be. Thanks you'd have for, a premiership thanks, medal. Thanks for bringing that up, mate. No, no. I. Uh, <laughs> it was a great era by St Kilda and good story from Michael Gardner at the weekend about that. Um, that Geelong, that famous Geelong game. Hey, what about the GWS Giants guys? They're eight dollars fifty in the bet easy market for the premiership. Are they just a tease? Are they just a teaser? Were they a really talented team who failed to achieve in their time in the AFL? Is that too harsh an assessment? Because that they should have beaten Brisbane yesterday, shouldn't they? Why? Or am I misreading it? Well, why? Brisbane have been in good form. Mm. Uh, they're, they're ranked one or two or three in all the key areas, Brisbane. So that's not a great surprise that they lost that one. We, th- we think because GWS are at home and they've played their best footy at home this year and they've smashed some sides there yeah. so you automatically pick them but their best is as good as anyone's so GWS is still for me a massive premiership chance well they've got the mental is it a mental toughness it's probably thing? more concerning of BJ. how it looked on the weekend because their loss against well their last quarter fade out or second half fade out against Essendon the week before they yep. should have won that so again going back home expect them a response and Brisbane Brisbane were really good but they just needed to be more of an intent and effort from they are GWS. So it was more concerning just the way it looked and how it, how it unfolded. Yeah, I, I think GWS this year are a team. I've always said they're a pretty team. 
and you know when they run the ball and they look they look they even fall over and look pretty. Um, I, I think they're a different team now. They've got a harder edge about them now. And I know the weekend didn't reflect that, but this is a different team. And you talk about doing an apprenticeship, playing some finals. They've done that. They've done it. They've done it. And, I th- and I think they are harder than they've ever been. Mm. I think they can win ugly when they're not playing their best footy. Um, so I, I, I don't think, I'm not taking the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not riding them off after the okay. weekend. What about the other? Go yeah, on, I just I just thought they're between their best and their worst. That gap would have narrowed, and I thought it did mm-hmm. earlier in the year because they're be- beating Geelong down at Geelong. They only seemed to do it this year, I yep. think. Yep. So, and then I've been really positive, but I just there's this they keep throwing in performance, and their last one at the MCG was against Hawthorne. Yeah. So I was like. When's that gap going to close? There's a lot of criticism now about Gold Coast and whether they should just shut the doors on this joint, whether they should padlock it up because they are under a chair or, you know, they're down the bottom. Uh, again, will they lose their players? Did you ever want to go to a franchise club as a player, BJ? Did you ever have that opportunity and would you have ever wanted to go up there? Because, I mean, you uh, played at some... Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Um, but it wouldn't be... It's would not, it appeal to you? Yeah, Did it wouldn't it be appeal? that bad, would it? Well, Campbell Brown went as one of the um, yep. inaugural. Inaugural, and he thought it was a sensational experience. Yeah. So, warm weather, you can walk around practically so what, unnoticed. So, so, why hasn't Gold Coast worked? Oh, I think it started with their recruiting and their recruiting method and plan at the beginning. Mm. If you look at the two models in GWS and Gold Coast, year apart, yep. how it's panned out for Gold Coast and where they are or where they should be, and the players they got targeted the younger players unproven in a sense with Scully, Ward, Davis paid them all the money to get them to you know when they're 27, 28 all their stars or young stars would be 22, 23 Gold Coast went for the 27, 28 year olds let's create a culture around them paid them a lot of money you arguably say too much for a lot of them didn't work yeah and then by the time Gary Captain by the time their stars were 21, 22, 23 all those guys were long gone and so they've there's this been this big gap that's been missing the, the whole problem time. for them. They're they're never going to make it. Gold and Coast. They're never going to make it the way their their current plan. Wasted footy club. Well, I, I used this analogy um, a year ago, and I'll use it again now. Primary school kids don't develop primary school kids, so they keep getting bringing kids in, kids in, kids in, kids in, and they go out. Who's there to develop them? And then when they get old enough, they leave anyway because they don't want to be there. So they're uh, I and I said I think I said two years ago. Put the padlocks on. Or they've got to break that mould where someone like Jack Martin now, so the last couple of years they've said, oh, okay, if you want to go, so May, um, they lost their Lynch, two Amira, Lynch, yeah, you go, we'll get draft picks in, but when's that mould, when are they going to break that? The because doom then, loop. Hey? The doom loop. Yeah, the doom loop. So they've got to say, Jack Martin, you'll hmm. do your best to stay, or do they do their best to keep him. Or if he does want to leave, you've got to get a like-for-like, like, replace him with a 24, 25-year-old right. mature player that's yeah. got his star quality. They and can't keep, yeah, we'll get draft picks and get young kids in. And, and BJ, and, and those 24, 25-year-olds that want to be on the Gold Coast. Yeah. More so, most importantly, well, take, the footy, take the footy away from it. They want to be on the Gold Coast. And they're happy to be there. They're happy to move their families there or whatever else. And they want to play there. Mm. I also wonder, and this is a bit left field, so go with me. <laughs> I wonder how much research the AFL did on a team in a party town, a sunny town. And what I mean by that is, would they have gone across to Miami and gone, how does a franchise work in a town like this? Come with me. Because you've got to weigh up. We're getting young kids in. They're getting 21-year-olds in. How How do we embrace and how do we... Get this culture, and you hate that word, but how how do we how Discipline do we work lifestyle. how do we work with this discipline lifestyle and the vo- environment we got? Because GWS going to Breakfast Point, where they all live together, yes, it was a retirement village, but they're all together, yeah. so they build themselves, right? Gold Coast are out there, will, and as far as I'm, uh, my knowledge goes, Brownie was here. These blokes are over here. They're they're all over the show. Yeah, but, but, but Brown is a party boy, and there's a few other no, guys. No, no, but, but the problem with the problem with the Gold Coast is it a Coast, fair point? Yeah, no, you, you're spot on. Beach party. The Gold Coast is also made up, and uh, sorry to the, everyone that lives on, not everyone, but well, most people on the Gold pastor, Coast are on the run. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sister lives up hey, there. They've left. <laughs> they've left Melbourne because they're on the run. They've left Adelaide because they're on the run. They've left Sydney. They're all up there, and they're just hiding, running from, from different things. They're hiding from something. Yeah, running from different things, and. And the people that are from the football states, so ex-Melbourne people and Adelaide people, they've already got their footy team. 
they already barrack for Collingwood or Adelaide or, you know, Port Adelaide or, you know, the Richmond or whatever. So they've already got their team. And then just because they're living on the Gold Coast for, mm. you know, a few years, they're not going to just say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to go and watch a Gold Coast play. That's the, that's the problem that they have. And the other, and I agree with you, that, you know, the, when the, you're sitting around and it's, you've got your day off and the sun's out and the birds are chirping. <laughs> And, uh, Might have a frothy you or know, two. You do sort of, oh, <laughs> but, but, but even that duck, like membership, right? What does Miami do? What do they do for their? Tell me. That's exactly right. So you know, that, all that research is. I would have picked the biggest party town where you're going to open a franchise. Yeah. And there's no bigger one than Miami. Mm. It's a good call. Anyway, we got to move on. Um, I'm happy to do some investigation the, for the <laughs> AFL. The best story in footy. Uh, Mad Jack Door, front page of the Herald Sun. Uh, been absolutely fantastic. Just watch his comeback yesterday, 20, 30 minutes. Got through un, unscathed. Just quickly, fellas, before we go, is there a better story than that? How much do you admire him and the football club to support him, Brendan? Oh, there's no there's no better story over the weekend, I don't think. Yep. Maybe Brisbane, but that's why he's on the front page because it's such an amazing story. And credit to him, footy yep. club, um, everyone involved to get him back to... And yeah, more importantly, him as well and his family. Biggest highlight for me is he's smiling, singing yep. the song. Yep. How good's that? Yeah, great story. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, back playing footy, and this is a guy that's he's played fifty games yep. on the on the dot, and he's had to work really, really hard for those fifties, and he and he was playing really sort of some more consistent footy for North before, um, you know, uh, so I I. You know, I'd love to. I'd love to. And and the the club's given him another year extension, so he's he's got some time now to mm. hopefully get back. Well, potentially never walking in to correct. Yeah, and you know what the again. footy field provides you? What a brain escape! It provides escapism. You, it does. You get out there and you just forget about everything, yeah. and it's a chance to just be free. And I think that's sensational. It is. I think it was a. Uh, fab- oh, by the way, I, you know, he's let himself go though. <laughs> hey, I was just saying that he's um, actually trimmed up. He's, he's, you know, like he's got leaner. Have you, if that was possible, seen a build Mate. on a guy yeah. that he has the best build in the history of the game by the proverbial mile. Yeah, oh, oh, good yeah. call, Buzz. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to the fourth quarter. <laughs> right, uh, Forky, uh, Dicko. We got Kelly question time. I want to ask you about uh, Adam Trelaw and how damaging is he as a midfielder after a barb from GWS last week? This is uh, the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by, by Bet Easy Lab. More shortly. With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for the fourth quarter on Don't Argue. Proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. Uh, Duck, Alan Richardson, you've been a big supporter of him. Do you finally admit now that this will be his last season in charge as St Kilda coach? $8 to upset the Geelong Cats, $0.07. They got no chance, and it seems like he's walking a plank at the moment, Richo. Well, that's that's the noise that we hear. Um, I Look, I, I didn't think, like I said at the start of the year, everyone keeps talking about Richo. I think they've beaten teams they should beat. They've been beaten by teams that I think eight out of the la- are, are better than them. Two out of the last ten. Yeah, they've had no. a lot of they've had a lot of uh, things go wrong. Um, but every every L that goes alongside his name is not doing uh-huh. him any any good. Uh, does he need to uh, win a few in, in the run home? I would suggest yes. Mm. Um, what was interesting, and I'm not sure whether you picked up on this, I did. But Simon Lethaline parked. Right in his back pocket, in the coach's box. In the coach's box, or on the boundary, was it? Coach's uh, box. In the coach's yeah, box. Then, which I hadn't seen before, Dicko, when they went down and you know at quarter time, at right, the right next to him. So what does that mean? Well, I'm not sure. Well, I had that was the first time I'd seen Simon do that. So, you know, what was he doing? Trying to just listen to every word, see what he thinks is right. Right, Simon. Coach, he's coached at um, amateur level, hasn't he? Old Zavs. Old Zavs. Old Zavarians. Where mm. they bought a cup, bought premierships. Oh, he. Oh, he. <laughs> so. Is there, a bit of a, is there a bit of friction between you and him? Who, me and who? Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Not, not whatsoever. Okay. No, 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 no. Just Simon checking. and I, fine. I, yep. But, I, but it's very interesting that he was like, you know, riding shotgun. With, um, with the coach, which, like I said, it was Getting new. all the intel he needs. It was yeah. new. To make a... Decision. To make an informed, informed decision. decision. 
unless his decision hasn't already been made. You're yeah. a very glass half full, uh, Brendan. We, we admire your football analysis. What's going to happen at the end of the year? With? Richard Kilda Footy Club. Oh, I th- yeah, I think his days are numbered. Hmm. What about and the man with the inside knowledge? Probably. What does that mean for your... For your job, I won't throw you does under that the bus. mean? I won't throw you under the bus. You, my job. Have you got a new? Have you got a five-year deal? I've got a, I'm on a six-year deal. Six to be really honest, my my plan um, goes beyond five. Let's move on. Adam Trelaw, he uh, he copped the big bake from the uh, GWS chief executive Dave Matthews. Says the club hasn't missed him since he went to Collingwood. Is he a damaging midfielder or not, BJ? Well, damaging in the sense of his accumulation of the ball, but it's he's. It's always been his deficiency, so I'm not sure why now it's kind of a... And he knows it. Like, he said to me during a game one time, like, I was being a bit of a smart-ass, but he turned it over a couple of times. I said, Ads, just maybe just give that off, mate. Just know your limitations. He's like, yeah, mate, I'm, being, you know, I'm not throwing him in the bus here. I've just been working on it. Like, he know, like he's yep. well aware of it. So, yeah. it, so, so a good man should know his limitations. So maybe just work within giving it to good ball users or just doing the simple thing. So the easiest way to fix it straight up is just do the most obvious simple thing to start with and then grow some confidence, work on your kicking. Is it a technique thing? Is it a decision-making thing? Because mm. there's two parts that go into being a good kick and yep. technique and then the decision-making part of it. But make the easy, simple decision, hit the short, easy one, and then let it kind of grow from there. He, look, he looks like a player who gets weighed down by some of that stuff too. You yeah, see him on the field, if he kicks it up and under... Then you watch him in the next five or ten minutes, and he does seem flatter. Do you sense that out on the field? Is that well, a that, that's what came field? across when he said it to me. He's like, "Yeah, like I know, like he, it was playing on his mind." So it's, I actually felt like shit. Sorry, like yeah. I, was, I was giving him a bit of a jab, but but there's players like that. Michael Hurley looks like that to me. Yeah, he gets flat. If, if he doesn't hit a couple of targets, it's like, hang on, I don't want this agate. I don't <laughs> want this ball in my hands. <laughs> I won't throw Mick out of the bus. No, but that, that, that's how. Yeah. That's my yeah. outside mm-hmm. looking in. But, but then the law looks the same. And just have yeah. confidence in your speed and pace that you're going to find time and space or a little bit of it and then just make yep. the easy decision. Or if you're under the pump, easiest one, just turn your back to goal because generally there's someone going to be there off the back of a stoppage. Mm. So well, give that because I I think he's uh, always trying to kick it so it makes it look worse than what it is. But just do the simple things to start yeah. with. Play within your limitations. Yeah. What was it that sparked David's comments? Uh, which David, sorry? Oh, David, David Matthews. Matthews. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, he was on a podcast with Damien Barrett. And he said... You tell my story. No, didn't Adam Trelaw say anything about the Giants? Um, oh, he said in it. his um, AFL. Oh, yeah. What did he say? What did he say? He said it way back about how he clipped them. Yeah, didn't yeah. he say that we're, Maybe we're a better revenge. list than? Uh, he didn't say I wish I. I oh, know he said that about Richmond. We need to move oh, on. Right. Uh, great win by Essen at the weekend. I think they toughed it out in the last quarter against Sydney. Duck, you and I were there. I was concerned about Zach Merritt. He comes off the bench late in the second quarter. We find out today that um, he has headaches and migraines in, in games. And that's he had some vision issues. That's why he come to the, the bench. Come out in the uh, second half. Went okay in the third, one possession in the last. Do you reckon if a player, and this is it's a complicated space, the concussion space. If you reckon a player has headaches or migraines in game and has vision issues, isn't feeling well, should he just be out for the rest of the game? I'm not educated enough to answer that, but I, the doctors that are there at Essendon are, and if they feel that he, he's okay, if it's headaches and migraines, and that's what it is, not a concussion thing, yep. that's completely different. Yeah, exactly. However, oh, no, hang, on, hang on on this, BJ, because 20 years ago, I'm not having a go with you, Duck, but 20 years ago, the, duck, the doctors would have said, oh, how um, BJ's got concussed or Duck's got concussed, he can go back out on the ground. He yeah. says he's feeling fine. That's right. We progress. So what the doctors know now is not what they know in 20 years' time. No, I, 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 know, I yeah. know that. So I, and I, I th- for me, that's a big enough alarm bell. No, no, but you just no, you just asked the question. Yeah. Th- them, him going back out on the ground with migraines. Yeah. With yeah, migraines so but, but did you... Did he cop a knock? Yeah, do you know it's concussion related? He was actually concussed. How do you know? Did he get a knock? He copped a knock from uh, George Hewitt, yes. And that triggered. Okay, so you're suggesting, so you're you're saying the doctors sent him out on the ground when they shouldn't have. I wonder whether in 20 or 30 years' time, the rules will be different to guard against that. Now, I'm no neurosurgeon, but the game has come a long way in this space. Even the neurosurgeons don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah, so so I think you're... Potentially, you, am you I are PJ, right. Am I, rock, my, am I crazy here or not? You tell no, me. No, no, I, th- I think you're right. In, in 20 years, we're going to know more, so they can make more. But they know more now than what they did 10 years ago, so it's it's progressed. Yeah, you're so. talking about two different things, though, Jay. You said that he, he, he got a knock, yep. so there was some sort of 
concussion test that he had to have, which is fine. So if that's got that's, from George that's Ewitt, one yeah. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And you said in games sometimes he gets migraines and, and bad headaches. Yep. Now if he got, I guess, those migraines and bad headaches off the knock, then that's clearly. A oh, you don't have to thing. have a PhD to know that that's not good. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, stay. but but then again, Dicko, for them to have done the tests and said, you know what, you've passed that, we feel you're okay, you normally do get headaches, mm. um, you know what, put you back on. Yep. Well, that's an educated thing for them to make. Absolutely. From what we know now. I'm just thinking, if that's my son and I'm watching, I'm I'm preferring him not to play in the second half. But maybe that's because uh, I'm conservative uh, in this in this, in this this space. You've had a migraine? I, I didn't, I've never had one. No, I've never they had one. They're the worst thing you yeah. can't even see. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get him. Well, right. he, he, I used to Zach, get him. I was close from the boundary line. He kept squinting. You, you know, can't like see, mate. Rubbing his eyes and squinting. You know, like like he couldn't see across the field. Now, oh. that, oh, With a migraine, I'll give you an example. I look there, I can't see duck. Wow. So do you reckon, well, that's, that's, a, do you reckon that's safe no, on that's, a football field? That's a pretty uh, big... Uh, well, it's not. No, yes. Yeah. Safety is your yep. main concern, but exactly. obviously that inhibits your performance as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Concern. We'll uh, wind up on these two quick ones, boys. But he's footy dull now. Is it overcoached? Team's defending with the ball. They're playing keepings off. It's chip, chip. Do we need to shake that up? <laughs> chip, chip, chip. I'll tell you, chip, you what it chip, is. Chip, chip, I'll tell you what it is. Well, it, it is uh, the skill level of most teams now is deplorable. <laughs> big factor. That's that's, that's a, because... Pre- so that's a big factor in what you're talking about. When, when you get teams that are actually out and then that handball misses, so therefore... It turn and then that team turns it over again. That's where it's at. I I think I I've never I don't think and I know you know we, we talk about the fact that these players can't handball on their left hand or kick on their left foot. I think is a disgrace. Who what, you should be riding shotgun with Jared Healy. What That's coaches? What coaches? <laughs> what coaches out there? And I've heard Rusey actually, and I don't normally disagree with Paul Ruse, but he believes it's not an issue not being able to kick on your left foot. But it's not, it's not, it's not AFL. Okay. It's already done when you get to no, AFL that's what level. I'm it, sta- it starts so, so when you're this kids, big. Yeah. So the, all the coaches when did you out say, there, who told you to kick coach, on? Or? Well, my junior coach. Yeah, exactly. So if you, you're not going to, you're not going to be a good player at any level if you can't kick yeah. on your left. So foot. that's where it's junior level. That's so right. It's not AFL so, coaches so all, or AFL levels. So you know problem. what? Next week, my cook might be to all the junior coaches out there that tell the kids they don't need to kick on their opposite side. Do you know when you, the old man used to take you down the pub when you were a young bloke at eight? Yep. Really. And, you, hey, and you sat in the right. car with the windows up. Yeah, do, do you know? You get, a, you get a lemonade every night out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a packet of chicken chips. Mate, I'd take me footy. The the old bloke in Yarrawonga at at Burke's used to have a little cage in the drive through bottle, and Dad would go in and have. 307s or a few ponies and uh, myself and Joel Smith would go out and kick through the cage at, at Scorcher yeah. and he goes piss off you blokes get out of here he said either that or kick on your opposite foot we go what he goes so because he knew on. you'd miss yeah. yeah so he knew we'd miss and yeah. then we thought no no we'll practice on our opposite and then we started nailing but, but you know what I mean it gets back okay. to my whole point Duck yeah. is I agree with him yeah. it is nothing about the coaching it's nothing about it is purely kicking like I get excited now when I never used to when the standard was so good about a good kick. Yeah, like, yeah but, what, but, but time, what is wrong yeah, with me? Time and space is gone. The, pre- the oh, pressure on the pressure is higher, but they still. I'm talking. Yeah, no, when I, no, I tend to agree. No pressure, but, but it's about, a number of factors. Because, it's not just that they can't what kick about anymore. This? Back in the day, that that mm. was called a throw. A throw. You you run there. That's a left-handed handball. Yeah. Players go like that because yeah. they can't handball on their left side. It's a disgrace. And and for all the kids out there that want to learn how to kick on their left foot and be good on their op- opposite side, just watch Duck and I. It's all about it's all about control from hand to foot. That's what kicking is. So yep. when you you know so get in it, go to an ant hill, big bull ant hill, <laughs> put a big circle around, get in there, rough up. <laughs> when all the ants come out, just grab a footy and just go pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce the ball, left hand, right hand. Yep. If, they, if they get over the line, they're safe. Yep. If not, but it just gives you control. To or just walk around See bouncing your yeah. left and right hand. That's a, that, that was Ducks' Xbox back in the day. <laughs> that's but the best kick in the game right now is Dusty Martin, and I love watching him. Is he? Oh. Yeah, he, he is the best kick in the game. Pendlebury. He's a good touch kick. No, so who's the best kick on his opposite foot? Who's the oh, best opposite. non-preferred what? kick in the game? Non-preferred. Geez, you know what? The fact that we can't tell you yeah. Yeah. is not, a bit of an indictment. There's yeah. not a stack of them. Uh, steel side bottom. Steel. Yes, steel's steel good. 
Good one, Claggy. I love um, that. Good one, Claggy. <laughs> Panels is not the best kick in the competition. Before we go, <laughs> last one. Quick answer. Shush, BJ. His BJ. best kick over 30 metres. Jack Rewalt comes back um, and helps out Tom Lynch. Will they be a better forward line because of it? And are there any excuses? Do they need time to gel, develop? Because it didn't work yeah. early. No, of, course they, fire of course they don't. That's the biggest. That's, that's, that's the big... biggest myth in footy. You're needing to, oh, yeah. and that's what coaches use as excuses, and players use it as, oh, we haven't played a lot of footy together. Yeah, what a load of crap. Yeah, BJ, you're in each other. Well, they're, they're they're going to be better for it. They have to it's be not a puzzle. But <laughs> it, oh, still, you lead here, I lead there. Well, I still oh. think it takes a little bit of time to pick up little. Idiosyncrasies, and but it it should. There's a system. Stick to with, it. It should it should work. Little things, not not with general play. If you've got a, I would say that the footballers out there that aren't natural footballers, mm. so they're you know. But I reckon that Jack's a very very smart footballer, so his footy IQ is high, yep. and I reckon Tom's isn't as high. Yep. But I think Jack will work that out. Little things like knowing, well, knowing strengths and weaknesses. But see that that for me, and I'm assuming you too as well. That, for me, calculated straight away. Like, if I was a forward, no point leading to a player's left side if he's not off the mark already and he can't kick on his left foot because yeah, you know he's got to get all step. the way back. And Yeah, so you've got to know your strengths and weaknesses yeah. of your teammates. Jack would know Tom's, and Tom, I assume... Forward fill, forward fill, forward fill. Yeah, not so, that hard, is it? Yeah, there's yeah. a system, but... It, yeah. They, they will be better. If anyone knows anything about creating space for others, that's this man right here. PJ, what was your best sledge before we go that you oh. heard? Gave you about from, 20 minutes to Yeah, from it. teammates. Um, yep. Bob Bob Murphy tells his story, actually, and he said um, he was getting stuck in a cosy one day, Yeah. and cosy wasn't great on the sledge, but he turned around and just looked at Bob Murphy and said, shut up, mate, you got a head like a minty. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob went... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what to say. Bob Murphy's a big fan of this podcast. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be listening. Uh, before we so go, I call him Minty now. <laughs> Rui and I call him Minty. Can you give us a to infinity and beyond? Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Is that what he does? <laughs> oh, come on. Don't play hey, stupid. Hey, play, play come on. For, do it for Forky. You know do it for Forky. Forky. Do you know who Forky is? No, I haven't you watch it, Toy yeah. Story 4. No, do it. Forky is the new toy and he loves being in the rubbish because <laughs> he thinks he's rubbish. Do it, Buzz. <laughs> Well, Do it. And, and old Tubby resembles nothing like a fork, does he? <laughs> Fair to say I deserve that. That's been another edition of the Don't Argue podcast. Powered by Bet Easy. We'll have uh, the next one with on the Thursday with Jacob Wilson. All the best bets as per usual. But otherwise, we'll catch you next Monday on Don't Argue. Proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. <laughs>